0: back to General Assembly we'll do our favorite House Republican podcast. My name is Jason Gottesman, joined by Mike Straub. And uh, well, yeah, Mike, here we are. Um, look, let's let's start with what we know instead of talking about what we don't know. And what we do know is that our caucus has been and remains committed to breaking this the stalemate mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. organizing.
1: Just say that's fair. That's fair. Yes. We are we are trying to to get to work and by any means sort of necessary, uh, delivered a letter to uh, Speaker Razi, very, very forcefully asking to be in session as soon as possible, regular session, to get to work on people's business.
0: Yeah, and and, uh, on top of that, doing like what was done in a very similar situation in 2007 and adopting last session's rules, just so that we can get moving uh, and get operating because the People's House right now is closed for business. And uh, we need to get moving. The Senate sent us some bills, uh, including one of Speaker Rossi's, uh main priorities and the, many of the priorities of our caucus. And uh, we are eager to get moving on things that we want to do for the people of Pennsylvania. And, um, you know, it was leaked today, a proposed session schedule, which we sent to the Democrats a while ago, showing that we are trying to work through this with them. And I thought what was interesting was a lot of people were like, oh, these Republicans are just going to ramp through stuff. Well, that session schedule was very similar to the way and scheduled very similar to how other sessions started off, which mm-hmm. was, you know, I think we had four weeks in session. Most sessions start with three, maybe four weeks. And, uh, you know, with the governor's budget address being pushed back to March, there's a lot of work we can do uh, before then to start really moving things for the people of Pennsylvania. And um, we've been eager to try to get that started, but there's been a lot of roadblocks in
1: the way. And it's unfair to ever characterize anything this session as either side sort of ramming things through or forcing their agenda one or the other. This is a razor-thin majority that's come down to vacancies. So to think that anybody can just ramrod their way through this session is an absurd position. It's going to take the most highest level of, of negotiating and political science to get anything across the finish line, regardless of who's in power. Uh, so that aggressive session schedule doesn't show one side or the other trying to, to be bullies. It shows a willingness to get to work on the important issues that need to be addressed.
0: Well, you know, until that, that happens, uh, we were talking offline just sort of about what what this time has been like. You know, I think for, for everybody who's been involved with the process and kind of shocked that we've only been into this new term about five weeks, and I know from, at least from the House perspective, feels like five, six months we've been at it.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you know what I noticed, this is maybe out of left field, we were in the caucus room the other day, and I kind of looked around, and I thought to myself, you know, you hear a lot of people say, you know what government needs in all forms, it needs term limits, there must be term limits now, and I looked around the room and I thought, man, there are so many new faces here. And then even on swearing-in day, I happened to be actually standing on the Democrat side of the uh, chamber, assisting media on that side of the chamber, and I thought to myself, man, they have a lot of new faces. We have a lot of new faces. There are so many people new to this process, so many voices that are new to this chamber and and, and have a new approach to how they want to represent their their districts, that in terms of uh, how this week has gone for us, there's a sense of a lot of cooks in the kitchen because there's a lot of people kind of reading the recipe for the first time and making their own little additions. A lot of people saying, "I think we should do this." And, you know, nobody's ever told me I I don't know what I'm doing and, you know, and that's a good thing. There's a lot of fresh perspectives in the process. Yeah, and, it, gotta, and it's created gotta, a very interesting sort of uh,
0: pot. You know what this uh, you know what this legislative session needs? Hmm. More human. Hmm. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, but No, I think you're right. I mean, look, there's the largest class of freshmen uh, ever. But, you know, I think that there's another side to that, which is also the argument against term limits, which is, you know, you have a smaller number group of people who have been here and done this before and um, and have led on the creation of rules and getting through tough situations. I mean, the last time we had a majority like this, it was 15 years ago um you know there's not a lot of people around who were in office 15 years ago who even experienced anything like this and as a matter of fact we had to even have an internal discussion about what a special session is Mm -hmm. and how that differentiates from regular session because there's only a handful of members currently seated uh who have ever experienced a special session before
1: and how special was that jason
0: uh well look (laughs) um i think it was incredibly special uh it was specially noted for its dysfunction (laughs) Uh,
1: Especially short.
0: Well, it's short on the floor, yes. long in the caucus, and even then, it yeah. wasn't all, all that all that much. Um, but look, I think I think that kind of gets to you know sort of the next thing that that uh, that sometimes we like to talk about in this podcast is you know during these times, high stress for staff, uh, a lot of work. Um, you know, what's kind of your go to to try to get through tough days and long evenings, and um, you know how do you
1: how do you keep fresh and keep the edge on while also staying sane? Oh, interesting. On the spot. How do I keep it fresh while also staying sane? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Bold. Um, I guess I didn't know I was insane, although that probably goes without saying. No, I saying said you have point. stayed
0: sane. So yeah, you no, do, 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 maybe I
1: know. Maybe I have already turned. I don't know. I don't know. I, I usually, I'm a coffee drinker. Sometimes it leads to bad decisions because actually somebody once told me, "Don't drink a ton of coffee before you go into a meeting. You'll start making promises you can't back up." But uh, they also say the same thing about
0: bourbon. (laughs) Yeah, i i
1: I, I tend to I tend to be a coffee drinker, and on those long days, I I like to sort of. Most days, I'll I'll turn off the coffee around lunchtime. But on those when we know we're in for a long one, I kind of like to keep keep the buzz going. But other than that, I uh, I'm a background noise kind of guy. Whether it be cable news or uh, whatever sporting event is on in the world, literally on planet Earth, I'll find that just in the background, and uh, that helps keep me sort of relaxed. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I I don't drink. I drink coffee, certainly, in the morning. But, look, during the day,
0: um, I I kind of, uh, as you know, because I'm uh, down in your office, probably, you know, like three times an hour, I get chatty. Uh, you know, I like to get up and move, get the blood flowing, especially yeah. with my, my literal circulation issues. Sometimes it just helps to uh, get things moving and um, and sitting for long periods of time is, is difficult. So I try to get up and move around and make sure that I'm not just locked into my screen and get. You know, cause I think sometimes when you're staring at a computer for too long you t- kind of get locked in and sort of like this endless web surfing yeah of uh and and twitter rabbit holes and doom
1: scrolling doom scrolling and, that's yeah. the word I, I yes
0: so you know when they're a caucus i'll try to float back and forth mm-hmm. uh sit in hear what members are saying so i can get a, a sense for especially for us you know what met what what messaging we might be able to do where the members temperatures at and stuff like that which is very important but you know i think it's i think it's really about what you know we do sort of outside of here too like uh much like yourself i have about a half hour drive in and, and drive home um and when i don't need to make phone calls like uh that's sort of that's my me time in the car That's uh you know either where i'm i'm trying to just sort of enjoy myself before work or not think about things and try pro- you know not think about things but process uh after work and um I listen to a lot of books on tape. I know that probably sounds pretty boring, but um, I'm right now going through uh, Ron Ron Chernow's biography of Ulysses S. Grant, which I know I've been telling people about for a very long time, at least in the caucus, because it's like a thousand page book Uh, on tape. It's like 48 hours worth of listening. (laughs) Um, But uh, but Grant has always been a uh, Republican hero of mine. For his flaws as much as for what he did for the country and and who he was uh, as an individual, but so that's kind of what I'm doing right now, and that I find that to be very interesting. And uh, you know, I think there's a lot of parallels between things that uh, were were going on uh, not only during the Civil War, which I think obviously we're nowhere close to, but uh, at various points in the mid 1800s, uh, before and after the Civil War you know, big questions that the country is facing. And uh, I've always found it very interesting how some of these larger-than-life people have, uh, have dealt with that. You know, one of my other people that I really enjoy uh, learning about is, uh, is uh, George Armstrong Custer. And uh, that goes back to some of my time in Montana. But um, hearing him pop up a few times in this book. Uh, and, of course, he has a very interesting uh, legacy as part of the, the Grant presidency, which I haven't quite gotten to yet in this book. But anyway, that's a long story short uh, on that. But, uh, and, of course, family, um, you know, trying to enjoy that as much as possible. <coughs> um, although we're not home nearly as much as we want, and certainly not as much as our spouse spouses would like. Um, you know, but trying to find that that centering uh, you know relationship back at home, and uh, and and enjoy uh, you know our children and spouses and whatever free time we have.
1: On the less serious side of things that I do, since we're listening, since you're listening to a podcast right now, a podcast that helps me really sort of. Um I don't like to use the word escape. I think that's sort of like, I'm not running away from anything, but a podcast that helps me sort of uh, divest my mind for a few minutes is, uh, it's called Chasing Majors. And for our golf fans, it is uh, Stevie Williams, Tiger Woods' caddy through his glory years, just telling the story of his perspective of every major that he won with Tiger. Now, and he's from New Zealand and the host is the host of this podcast is from Australia. So it has this very strange sort of like Kiwi Aussie vibe that we can never really relate to. And so it's so matter-of-fact going through these incredible moments and memories of Tiger Woods. So anyhow, that's, that's for the golfers out there, not, it's not wildly popular. You, you
0: tell me about this on the podcast.
1: Oh, man, it's uh, so good. We talk about golf like five times a day. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> it's brilliant. And it, and I think Stevie Williams is such an odd character that you just sort of get engulfed in, in, his, in his weirdness. Well, it's great.
0: I used to be a huge podcast guy, obviously, uh, not only hosting them but also listening to them. But I, I kind of stopped listening to them because I feel like podcasts and probably even more guilty of this sometimes lose their focus and like the, the, <laughs> I used to one of my favorite shows uh, was the, the main series of The Walking Dead and there was this great podcast um i forget the name it's been a couple of years since i've listened to it uh but like towards the end that like i started listening to it like the host themselves started hating the show um <laughs> and they're like we don't even know why we're doing this and then of course with the walking dead you had all these like spinoffs you have fear of the walking dead and then uh the walking dead uh world beyond and now the, the main series is going to have its own uh you know spinoff shows it's like not it's never ending right um so uh but these they were like uh, fear of the walking dead is like the worst show i've ever seen in my <laughs> life like, I don't, I don't, like we're not even gonna like we'll podcast about it once a month and so actually that's actually how that's how i got turned on to books on tape because i figure you know no matter what the book is you are time limited in that particular book right so you can figure out if you want a different subject matter or uh, you know, even if it's the same subject matter, at least it's going to be a different tone and you might learn something new. And uh, I can't uh, recommend Audible enough for that. That's, a, that's the app I use, uh, mm-hmm, Gray mm-hmm. subscription to be able to, to get that, um, uh, all that content directly downloaded into your phone. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, look, these these days are tough. And I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast has certainly experienced some of the craziness over the last uh, six weeks themselves on some level, whether they be, uh, you know, working in the building here or lobbyists or, you know, folks who are um, just generally part of the culture here in the capital bubble. And um, it's, it's certainly something in which I think we can't lose sight of the fact that people's physical and mental health gets impacted by the goings on of this place. And it's important, I think, to realize that everybody here is human. Everybody here has, uh, you know, things that they're dealing with, both in the building and outside. And it's, it's part, of, uh, part of the
1: life here. Yeah, I agree with that. You're touched. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap it up here. and That's generally assembled for this week. Uh, you can find this podcast where all of your favorite House Republican podcasts are found www.pahousegop.com slash podcasts. You can uh, also find us on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Well, again, that's generally assembled for this week. For Mike Straub, I'm Jason and we'll see you.